Welcome to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Welcome once again to Paradigm, Sunday night, December 6, 2009. Baruch here with you from Burlington, Vermont, live, sitting up here in the WBKM studios at the corner of Winooski, and Main, Winooski Avenue and Main Street, watching the traffic go by. I hope you're having a great weekend and uh, enjoying the start of winter, wherever you are, or summer, depending on what part of the world you're in. We've got a great show tonight, as always. I'm always really happy to... I always say we have a great show because I feel like we do. Really, really uh, fun stuff tonight. We are featuring the crew of the uh, Permi Bus, which is a school bus driving around the country offering the skills for the new Millennium Tour. And we'll be interviewing all three of the people who are living on the bus and uh, doing the tour and listening to a whole bunch of music. And hopefully uh, we'll hear from you. Give me an email if you'd like, Baruch, B-A-R-U-C-H, at mcn.org. If you have any questions or anything you'd like to contribute or any feedback, always like to hear from listeners. Ah, well, December. In addition to uh, meeting the folks who are on the skills tour, we're going to be, uh, I just learned about an issue that I'm going to share with you that has to do with something called hydrofracturing which is something that is done to harvest natural gas. And uh, we'll be talking about that later on in the show as well. So just to get you in the mood, we're going to start out with some music, and then we will hear from the Wilsons on the Permi bus. You're listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Here's The Who.
baby, my magic bus. Uh, the Magic Bus, the Permi Bus. All right, it's time to meet the Wilsons. Hello, Wilsons. Hi, Baruch. How are you today? Doing pretty good. Where are you guys? Uh, Brandywine, Maryland. We're visiting um, long-term friends and actually for a couple years now, uh, heavy-duty supporters of the Skills Tour, Debbie and Ross in, the, in their beautiful, beautiful country home. Taking a break after our busyness of D.C. Well, actually catching up on email after our busyness of D.C. And resting and relaxing. Best we can. The work never stops. The skills for the new Millennium Tour is, is you guys have been traveling across the country, and I'm looking forward to speaking with each of you individually so that our listeners can get a sense of what you're doing. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, too. It's been quite the adventure for the last two years. All right. Well, uh, we'll get right on to that. All right, here is the first interview of uh, the Skills for the New Millennium Tour on Paradigms on WBKM.org. My name is Delilah Wilson, and I'm the project coordinator for the Skills for the New Millennium Tour. And we travel around the country, and we teach a variety of skills in the areas of permaculture and homesteading, life, and citizenship skills. And so, and we also go to events like in places like co-ops and events like fairs and festivals and give tours of the Earth Activist Training Permaculture Demonstration Bus, which we fondly know as the Permi Bus, to show different ways that people can move towards sustainability, simple small steps that people can take to move towards sustainability. How long have you been doing this? We bought our first bus in May of 2007 and officially hit the road in February of 2008, and we've been doing it steadily since. We did take a couple of months off last year where we weren't actually doing trainings and tours, but what we were doing is rebuilding our second bus because our first bus cracked the piston in the engine, so we had to rebuild the second one. How did you get into doing this? Like, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, it's a mission. It was a project that started because from several different aspects. It was very permaculture the way it started. Several things came together. The first thing that came together is that we had a lot of skills. As a family, we had a lot of skills. Um, because we had lived in poverty for decades, and that helps actually all my life I've lived in poverty, so there were skills we learned like butchering and canning and working on doing auto mechanics ourselves that made it very much easier to live with a low income because you were able to be more self-sufficient, and the more self-sufficient you are, the less money you need. Also, we've been activists for decades, which meant that we had this whole community organizing, consensus, community conflict resolution sets of skills that we did, we had because we were activists. And when we traveled places, people were regularly asking us questions about how we did things, and we were doing a lot of impromptu training. And it occurred to us that if we did all these impromptu trainings, that it would be good if we could somehow formulize it so people who we didn't know would have access to this information that people were so obviously craving. So that piece was there, and we started talking about how we could do that, how we could institutionalize a way that other people could access the information we had. And then the next thing that came together is that we were talking to Starhawk with the Earth Activist Training um, while we were doing a permaculture design course with them. And Starhawk talked about how they wanted to have a bus or something that was put together in such a way that they could bring it to trainings and could go out and talk to people about permaculture that had permaculture systems in place. 
And I said I was capable of designing and building such a thing. And they were capable of funding it at that time. So that piece came together, and they were able to fund putting together the bus. And so we just wrote an announcement and sent it out to all of our networks, and those networks sent it out to their networks. And here we are two years later with still enough money to fill the tank and to roll down to our next training. So we keep managing to get by and uh, keep the tour going. And uh, I'm looking at your website here and your calendar, which our, uh, listeners can access really easily. There will be a link on our, our show page. And you are busy. Yes. It seems like every time we get a period of time when there's not much going on, that fills really, really fast. We have events scheduled as far away as May of next year. And as soon as I send out an email, um, Madison, Wisconsin, wants to schedule our pretty much the entire month of June for us next year. So we're getting things scheduled out that far, and generally when we have blanks up close, within a couple of weeks we can completely fill a schedule in an area. I'm so just looking at what you did the first week of November, and it looks like such a variety of different events. There's a green fair, and then there's an urban sustainability, know your rights, conflicts resolution workshop, and then you're at the All Nations Baptist Church, and then you're at a food co-op anniversary block party. Those things all seem so different. What are you doing at those events, and, and how is all that connected? All that is connected because they all represent people who are seeking sustainability in their life, who are seeking control of their life. People understand that there is a problem the way the world is working right now, and they're looking for solutions, and they're looking to interact those solutions. So whether it's the All Nations Baptist Church or a college campus, or uh, inner-city public school, all those pieces hold in common is people looking for answers and ways to move towards sustainability. So know your rights, becoming self-empowered, and being able to interact with people, or learning about permaculture, or all of those things help lead us towards becoming more sustainable as individuals and as communities. And... You know, those events you listed were just a few of the events we did in that week. We did, there were several more. We were at a grade school. We were at a public high school. We were at, uh, we did a presentation to a permaculture, a transition group. There's a transition movement going around, and we did a permaculture presentation and explained to them how they could use permaculture to feed their community, their suburban community of 20,000 people. So there's, everybody's looking and seeking answers, and we have a lot of answers that we can provide. And how are you being received? How's it going? It's going well. Some events are small. Some events are large. You know, we are a completely donation-based organization, and so sometimes we make, you know, a decent amount of money in a day, and sometimes, like when we do public schools, we make next to nothing. And it all balances out in the end, and people love us, and people are desperate for the information and love the information. And, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful experience, and we are always well-received, and the people we're dealing with, regardless of what background they come from, are really amazing and wonderful people. Are you enjoying yourself? Most of the time, yes. Yes. The, the last week, even though we're very tired, was a lot of fun. Hanging out with the All Nations Baptist Church ladies was just a really good time, and then there was good music at the co-op and interesting conversation everywhere we go. Is there anything you want to add that you want to make sure people hear? I want people to know that sustainability happens in small steps, that we're not all going to wake up tomorrow morning and live completely sustainable. 
But if people gain the skills and the knowledge they need to move towards sustainability as a culture, as a community, as a world, we can become sustainable. And that I really believe that there is such a thing as sustainable abundance. And we have, there are solutions that we can interact if everybody joins in and takes small steps every day. All right. Well, thanks, Delilah. Uh-huh. That was Delilah from the Skills for the New Millennium Tour, and we'll be hearing from the other two people in the, uh, her family who are on that tour, Stan and Megan, in a little while. But first, we're going to listen to some music. Uh, I hope you found her talk interesting. I've known Delilah for just a few years, and she is an amazingly knowledgeable, effective person who handles all kinds of situations. And what I, I've seen their their uh, permi bus. I was actually with them in Montana. Um, earlier this year when they were fixing up the second bus uh, and it was it's really amazing they've got a wood stove on there and a gas range and all kinds of stuff but Stan will tell you more about the Permi bus let's get into some music I've got a couple of selections for you right now from Michelle Schacht's album Arkansas Traveler that seems somehow appropriate so let's listen to those and some Rosalie Sorrells right after that and then we'll be back to talk with Stan Wilson listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Saturday morning found me itching to get on over my grandma's kitchen. The sweetest little berries was cooking up right. And then we put them in a cannon jar and seal them up tight. We were making jam. What kind? Strawberry jam, that's what kind. Oh, the good kind. Yeah, if you want the best jam, you got to make your own. We have smuckers, welches, Knott's Berry Farm, but a little homemade jam Never did a body no harm A little local motion is all we really need To close down these corporate jam factories We'll be making jam Strawberry jam Everybody's making homemade jam So won't you call your friends up on the telephone You invite them on over You make some jam of your own You'll be making jam Strawberry jam If you want the best jam You got to make your own Go on, Jerry, let the jelly roll 
Jam Jam. road go been living here all my life and it ain't gone nowhere yet hey farmer how do you get to little rock Listen, stranger, you can't get there from here. Hey, farmer, I thought you said that mud hole weren't very deep. Only comes up to here on my ducks. Hey, farmer, when you gonna fix that leak in roof? Oh, 
Lost Ranger, when it's a raining, it's too wet to fix it. When it's dry, it's just as good as any man's house. <laughs> Too far from a fool, are you? Just the barbed wire fence between us. Hey, farmer, you don't know very much, do you? No, but I ain't lost. Gave all the parties I've been 
as I might Of the bars Hold notions of freedom Rosalie Sorrell and friends from her album, My Last Go-Round, Traveling Lady. Rosalie uh, recently released a CD called Strangers in Another Country. It's a tribute to her friend, Utah Phillips, who passed away almost a year and a half ago. And uh, she says on her, her website, this is a fresh celebration of Utah's work. And he was quite a person, and so is she. So it's bound to be a great CD. You might want to check it out. I think you can just go to rosaliesorrells.com. Rosalie used to live here in Vermont with some of her kids, and I had the pleasure of meeting her and hearing her perform a number of times, both in Vermont and in California. Great, great musician, wonderful. Before that, we heard from Michelle Schacht, an album she did quite some time ago called Arkansas Traveler. We heard that wonderful, fun song, Strawberry Jam, and then the really funny song, Arkansas Traveler, and I... 
know about you, but I've met some old codgers like the guys in that song, and it's pretty funny. I enjoyed that. We are going to uh, now hear the next interview from the next member of the Skills for the New Millennium Tour. This is Stan Wilson talking to you on Paradigms on WBKM.org. Hey, my name is Stan Wilson, and I'm the Infrastructure Coordinator for the Skills for the New Millennium Tour. What does that mean, coordinating the infrastructure? That means that I take care of, my, the bus is my primary responsibility, which means I take care of making sure that we have on board all the fluids we need to run the bus. I drive the bus. I make sure that the bus has places to park that it can get in and out of. Uh, I make arrangements to uh, do the maintenance that, that the bus needs. You, generally, if it you know basically if it has anything to do with the operations of uh, the Permi bus, I'm responsible for. And what is the Permi bus? The Permi bus is the Earth Activist Training Permaculture Demonstration bus, and it is a 36-foot school bus that has been entirely stripped out and been built into both a living area for our family and a rolling demonstration of sustainability and permaculture principles all in one. What is demonstrated on the bus? When someone gets a tour of the bus, what do they see? When somebody gets a tour of the bus, what they see is they see a a functioning solar system and they see how the solar system is operating and exactly what it is the solar system operates. They get an opportunity to learn about alternative fuels, in our case in particular biodiesel, because that's what we use, but we also talk about waste vegetable oil. Uh, They see a gray water system. They get introduced to the concepts of humanure, and they see a functioning humanure system. We also have uh, posters on the bus that are put together for us by Starhawk that help demonstrate different permaculture principles. And we talk with folks about how we take those principles, for instance, stacking functions and how they come into play in the operations of the bus and in, you know how the bus is designed. And they also get to meet the chickens, and they get to find out about vermiculture as well as uh, closed-loop systems. So, wait a minute. Chickens? We have three hens on the bus. We've had three hens with us since we started. Uh, two of the hens are new. We still have Isis, who's our oldest hen. She's been with us from the very beginning. Uh, we have the chickens on the bus. They're in a large dog kennel, and they have a collapsible yard that uh, can break down to be put into the bus and stowed, you know, really, really in a small space when we're going down the road. But the chickens are used for as part of our composting system. They're, we also use them because they give us eggs. Uh, they're used as pest management. We take them around, and we are the, the enclosure they're in is a chicken tractor, so we can go to different places and show people how to make use of a chicken tractor. And the chickens are probably the best ambassadors we have because wherever the chickens are at, people will gather. I'll bet. Chickens are so much fun, and chickens on a bus is not something you see every day. No, it's not. But, you know, the history of chickens is the history of travel. So chickens have been on outrigger canoes with the Polynesians coming to uh, the South Pacific and, uh, you know, of course, with uh, the settlers in the Calistoga wagons, and they ride with the gypsies all across Asia and Europe. So the the chickens, you know, genetically are very, very, very used to being mobile. What else are you into? I am the predominant permaculture teacher. Uh, that's really of, of all the things that we do on the bus. My real pull is towards the permaculture. So I do a lot of permaculture trainings. Uh, we do a lot of chicken informationals. We uh, do a lot of water management trainings. We have a course that we call Permaculture 101, which is taking people to the basics of permaculture. 
And we can get more involved in that and really talk about water management and really talk about composting on a very, very, you know, on a, on a level that gets people, if they're not composting or they're having problems with composting, that gets them into composting and composting in a fashion to where they're not going to become frustrated with it and it's really going to work for them. So that's my, my primary teaching responsibility is with the permaculture. Are you enjoying yourself? I am enjoying myself immensely. What's but, fun about it for you? Uh, getting to interact with a lot of different people. I get to interact with a lot of people that I might not normally interact with. Like the other day, we were at the All Nations Baptist Church in the inner city D.C., and I get to work with you know a lot of people who have who you know they know that they have to do something to become more sustainable, but they really haven't been in a position to where they have access to the information that might. You know, some of us have more access to that we have the privilege of having more access to and we get to really work with them and really get them into that sustainability, into that loop of thinking about how to do things in a more sustainable fashion. When I get an opportunity to meet somebody, you know, a little bit later who said, Hey, since you've been here I went out and got chickens or I went out and started composting, we get a lot of emails like that. It really, really, you know, makes me feel good. And you used the word ambassador when you were referring to the chickens, but that's really what you are. We are all ambassadors. The amazing thing about the chickens, however, is that you can park a big green school bus in a lot of different places, and you'd be surprised how many people don't notice it. But as soon as the chickens come out, (laughs) everybody notices the chickens. It's like we have this genetic disposition to coming towards the hens. And so they're really, you know, they draw us in, and yes, all of us are ambassadors. And the fact that you're, like you said, you're meeting people you wouldn't ordinarily meet, you're crossing some of the, the cultural imaginary barriers between groups of people. We are doing that, and I think we're very, very successful at doing that. And one of the things I see on this tour is that oftentimes those barriers are completely imaginary, and oftentimes those barriers have been put in place by powers that may not otherwise like us to interact with each other. But we have so much in common with people of every stripe across this country that it's actually, it's really amazing. You also write. Yes, I do. I write poetry, and uh, my other primary form of written communication is the blogs. And is there anything you want to add to make sure gets out there in terms of message to listeners? I guess I just want our listeners to know that living sustainable lives and living lives that are good can be done, and we can do all of this in a fashion to where we can build strong communities and I really believe that we can live lives of abundance, and in fact, it's our birthright to do so. And I think it's the best thing we can do to stand up to the face of the uh, corporate powers that might want us to live otherwise. Thank you very much, Stan. And thank you. Stan Wilson from the Skills for the New Millennium Tour. Boy, if anything meets the mission of this radio show, it's talking with the folks on the Permi bus. Talk about visions of a viable future for life on Earth that includes humans, the idea that we really can live sustainably and it's actually not as hard as we might think or imagine or fear. Uh, It's really doable. You can see more information about the Skills Tour by going to permibus.org, P-E-R-M-I-B-U-S.org. They've got a great website with a lot of information about their trainings and you can also see, uh, click on their calendar and see where they're going to be. Hope you're enjoying listening to them. That was Stan. We're going to go into some music now. Uh, Seems appropriate music, especially for Stan. This first one is called Playing Card. It's by Randall Bramblett. This is Paradigms on WBKM.org. 
funny song and uh, kind of fits for the Wilsons and Randall Bramblett gave us a song called Playing Card. We're going to hear from Megan Wilson who uh, is Stan and Delilah's daughter who's also on the skills for the new Millennium Tour shortly but first I want to talk to you a little bit about something I learned about this week and this is uh, a project that is going on getting ready to happen in the Marcellus Shale area which is in upstate New York and shale is a kind of a rock formation. So here's the deal. There is a small amount of natural gas under the ground in this shale area, which is in the northern Adirondacks. My friends in Ithaca are telling me about it. So it affects a pretty wide area in northern uh, New York State. The idea is that the uh, 
oil company, the, the company that wants to do this work, wants to use what's called a hydrofracture. What they do is they drill a well and then they put water down in that well with different chemicals under great pressure to fracture the stone, the shale, to release the gas so that the gas can be collected for us to use. Now, this causes a huge amount of damage in a lot of ways. Firstly, it completely destroys the ecosystems around where the wells are. More severely, uh, it causes all those fractures which put all kinds of chemicals into the water table. So this is very dangerous for the water table. And the water table affects not just humans, but all life in the area. And as egocentric as humans can be, you know, we do know that the other lives matter too. So this project is going on, and there is a big protest gathering against it. The idea right now is that the folks who want to do the drilling have an old impact statement that was approved by the state, but which is no longer actually even valid because the information is so outdated. And what people are asking is for the state to demand a new impact study be done before this hydrofracturing is done and all this destruction. So to that end, there is a website called ToxicsTargeting.com, www.ToxicsTargeting.com. If you, excuse me, if you go to that website, on the right side of the page under special sections, you want to click on Marcellus Shale. And there you can see information about the project as well as um, the link to the coalition letter. If you click on that, there is a letter you can sign adding your support to the idea that there needs to be a current impact study done before this very damaging project is approved. So I hope you'll check it out. You can also learn about it at www.shaleshock.org. That's S-H-A-L-E-S-H-O-C-K.org. And there's a whole lot of information there. And for anyone who does sign the letter, if you would let me know by dropping me an email, baruch at mcn.org, uh, my folks from New York State are just interested to know if people are responsive. So anyone who wants to sign that letter and also wants to let me know uh, that would be great. You don't have to let me know. It's more important that you sign the letter or just even read the information and learn about this. The thing about this is, you know, the amount of gas that would be obtained from this project is enough natural gas for the United States for two years. Now, I don't know about you, but I use propane at home to cook. And as I'm learning about this, I'm aware that I want to use a lot less of it. The fact that the amount of damage that this would do is considered acceptable by some people for two years worth of fuel tells us that we are getting down to scraping the barrel for fossil fuels and we better find some alternatives pretty darn quick. Luckily, we've got the skills for the New Millennium Tour out there teaching people how to do just that. Let's listen to the third and final interview from the Permibus folks. Here's Megan Wilson on Paradigms on WBKM.org. My name is Megan Coyote Wilson, and I'm the Outreach Coordinator for the Skills for the New Millennium Tour. What does that entail? Well, my responsibilities are kind of fluid. Primarily, I'm responsible for making sure that we have all the necessary outreach material and other educational material that we like to pass out on our tables. So that's getting flyers printed, keeping up with flyers for current events that are coming up on a national scale and sometimes on an international scale, 
as well as I'm primarily responsible for contacting new universities and co-ops and whatnot that we're looking to create skills tour events with, as well as when people write in, I'm one of the primary people responsible for responding to them and setting up gigs, contacting them, following up, making sure they have all the outreach materials they need, etc. That must bring you into contact with a lot of people. Thousands. How do you like it? You know, it's really good work. And I'm constantly reminded of the fact that what I'm doing, while at times it can seem stressful and overwhelming, just the sheer volume of interaction with with essentially strangers, the constant new input can seem very overwhelming. I'm, I'm reminded that it's just really good work and being able to reach out to a huge population that in many ways has been previously untouched by the kind of education that we're offering and that if we weren't doing it for donations, wouldn't be able to receive the kind of education we're offering. And that in the end makes it all worthwhile. And you're doing all this, you're traveling around, and you guys are a family. Yep. Um, I'm the daughter, so I'm traveling with my mother and father. And we actually, until just recently, for four months, had my adoptive sister, Lorca, on board as an intern and hope to have her back in the spring. I'm 18. I've been on the tour since I... Actually, I've been on the tour since I was 16, I just realized. Wow. <laughs> I think a lot of families have not had this kind of experience of living in such close quarters and working together. How, how does that work? Well, it can be interesting sometimes. I mean, all families have their spats, and we're certainly no exception. We have found, however, that in the past when we've lived in you know stable situations where I had my own room completely separate from them and we were leading in many ways separate lives, it actually we get along better when we're in a small space doing the same things all the time. Because in the end, we're a really close-knit family. And it's the quiet times when we can just all hang out in the back of the bus together and watch a show or play a game that we enjoy the most. So it's actually a closeness that works well for our family dynamics. And I would imagine that because of your uh, age, you're able to connect especially well with younger folks that you meet on the tour. Interestingly enough, while I do attempt to be a bridge into that, I find that that's often less true than it would than would seem likely. I often connect best with folks late twenties to you know elderly than I do with people closer to my own age because it's just an interesting dynamic trying to be you know being an educator, and oftentimes they assume that I'm you know coming into high school, and I'm like, uh, no. Actually, I have probably quite a bit life, more life experience than you, and quite possibly your parents. So I, I have some difficulty actually connecting with people of my age group. It's been a really good experience, and the, the skills that I'm teaching, the skills that I'm learning how to teach, and the skills that I'm gaining from traveling and seeing so many different parts of the country if I was, you know, just trying to go on vacation to these places, I would, A, not go to nearly as many of them, and I wouldn't get to as deeply understand, you know, how the how the towns feel, how the states feel. And because of my income bracket, I wouldn't be able to see many of them. So this is giving me a unique opportunity to actually have some understanding of the different places in the country where I live, which is allowing me to have a very clear idea of where I want to move 
I'm planning on leaving the tour next summer so that I can go and live on my own. I feel it's an important growth step in my life so that I can just figure out how what habits I create by myself. And because of the tour, I'm able to look around and figure out which parts of the country I'm actually willing to live. Where uh, are you finding yourself drawn to so far? Well, Montana is still my favorite state and it will always be home, but I'm looking particularly at the Northeast. It's really beautiful country that is, has still a lot of wildness to it and a lot of the same kind of wintry rural feel that Montana does. And it has a huge amount of community there. I've discovered numerous um, role-playing communities there, which kind of hooks into my geekness, as well as a good activist base. And it's easily accessible to places of real good cultural interest, like New York City, where I have... Um, you know, close friends and connections, as well as up in Maine, where I have a lot of good friends. Is there a message you particularly want to make sure gets out to the listeners from your perspective? Well, for me, for me, looking around the country and meeting all of these people, I see one thing that is most needed and one thing that is most revered, and that's hope. And really what I hope to be spreading with the tour and what I would hope to spread with anyone listening about the work that we're doing is that there is hope and that each of us is our hope. Everything that we do, every little step we take is creating a ripple effect. Every time that we smile, we're doing something to change the world. And it is that healing, it is that creating communities and gardens and connections that gives the hope that we'll heal the world in the end. Because that's really what we're trying to do. We may call it cultivating revolutionary ways of living. We may say we have, you know, these goals for reaching this many people. But it's all in an effort to heal the world in the end. Well, thank you, Megan. Thank you. The skills for the new Millennium Tour coming to a town near you. That was recorded a few weeks ago, and I think they're on their way west right now in the southwest. Check them out at permibus, P-E-R-M-I-B-U-S dot org. And uh, you can find out where they are. And if they come to a town near you, near you, maybe go visit them. Or if you're interested in what they're doing, drop them an email. I hope I hope you do. Let's go back to music right now. Megan was talking about possibly settling in the Northeast. And this is a song that it was one of the first songs I heard when I moved to Vermont in 1974. One of the first local groups that I saw perform. And uh, very happy to be able to play this for you. This is Banjo Dan and the Midnight Plowboys with Snowfall on Paradigms on WBKM.org. Like the one before and another's on its way Too tired to get myself together Too stuck to get away Ask me what I'm here for And I really couldn't say Snowfall, Snowfall. It'll cover up your cares It's coming down heavy tonight Snowfall, Snowfall. It'll drift right over your worries It's easing down the snow tonight It's easing down the salt Easing down water 
Everything's alright, it's easing down snow tonight. I see so many people walking in the street. I try to look them in the eye, but they look right at my feet. Now the world is too much with us, I heard the poet say. I will stand right here and you can spin away. Snowfall, Snowfall. it'll cover up your cares, it's coming down heavy tonight. Snowfall, Snowfall. it'll drift right over your worries, it's easing down snow tonight. It's easing down soft, easing down wide. Everything's alright, it's easing down snow tonight. At night I sit alone and maybe watch the two Or take my car for servicing, check the oil and get a loo I eat the food, I do the job, on Friday get the pay Wouldn't my toaster miss me if I moved away? Snowfall, Snowfall. it'll cover up your cares It's coming down heavy tonight Snowfall, Snowfall. it'll drift right over your worries It's easing down snow tonight It's easing down soft Easing down wide Everything's alright It's easing down snow tonight It's easing down snow tonight
Morrison from his album of the same name. Canned Heat before that, On the Road Again. We've all heard it a million times, but you know, it still sounds good. And we heard from Banjo Dan and the Midnight Plowboys, good old homegrown Vermont music with Snowfall. This is Paradigms. My name is Baruch. We've got about 20 minutes more to the show, and we're going to listen to more music during then. The next song coming up is from Billy Bragg and the Blokes. It's called NPWA. And this song relates directly to the folks on the Permibus are teaching people, which is about responsible citizenship. And the question is, are the corporations behaving like responsible citizens? No power without accountability. Billy Bragg and the blokes on Paradigms on WBKM.org.
Consorts Cry Freedom from their album Secret Voices. We heard Billy Bragg and the Blokes before that. NPWA, No Power Without Accountability. Right on. This is Baruch, and we're uh, getting ready to wind down another episode of Paradigms. Glad that you listened in. As always, this show will be available as a podcast by tomorrow morning. I'll just need to go uh, play with the sound a little bit and get it all uploaded. So it'll be there tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow morning, and you can find this show and all of our episodes at paradigms.bz, and check out what's there. You can download them from iTunes or a number of other ways. They're all free. Hope you'll enjoy them, and hope you had a great week. Next week on Paradigms, we've got uh, musician Aaron Flynn will be in the studio live playing music, which will be really great. He's super high energy. The music's wonderful. He's a really nice guy, so I'm looking forward to that. Week after that, it will be solstice, and we will be having a show dedicated to peace with lots of music and people's visions of peace. So let's uh, look forward to that. Hope you're having a good December. Hope you're ready for tomorrow, Monday. Have a great week. I'll be back with you next Sunday night on Paradigms on WBKM.org. I'm going to leave you with a song that uh, the Skills Tour folks picked out. It's called This Freedom That I Have, and the people singing are Ethan Miller and Kate Boverman. Enjoy. See you next week on Paradigms on WBKM.org. This freedom that I have, no government gave it to me. This freedom that I have, no government gave it to me. This freedom that I have, no government gave it to me. No government gave it, no government take it away. Got it? It's real simple. All right, so let's let's do that one, and then we'll shout out each each one as it goes on. This freedom that I have, no government gave it to me. This freedom that I have, no government gave it to me. This freedom that I have, no government gave it to me. This freedom that I have, no government gave it to me. No government will take it away This joy that I have, no money gave it to me This joy that I have, no money gave it to me This joy that I have, 
No money gave it to me, this joy that I have. No money gave it to me, no money gave it, no money's gonna take it away. This knowledge that I have, no school book gave it to me. This knowledge that I have, no school book gave it to me. This knowledge that I have, no school book gave it to me. This knowledge that I have, no school book gave it to me. No school book gave it, no school book will take it away. This beauty that I have, no image gave it to me. This beauty that I have, no image gave it to me. This beauty that I have, no image gave it to me. This beauty that I have, no image gave it to me. No image gave it, no image will take it away. This vision that I have, no television gave it to me. This vision that I have, no television gave it to me. This vision that I have, no television gave it to me. This vision that I have, no television gave it to me. No television gave it, no television taken away. Monsanto didn't sell them to me. These seeds that I have, Monsanto didn't sell them to me. These seeds that I have, Monsanto didn't sell them to me. These seeds that I have, Monsanto didn't sell them to me. Monsanto didn't sell them, Monsanto can't take them away. This safety that I feel, no army gave it to me. This safety that I feel, no army gave it to me. This safety that I feel, no army gave it to me. This safety that I feel, no army gave it to me. No army gave it, no army will take it away. Last one, this power that I have, no one gave it to me. This power that I have, no one gave it to me. This power that I have, no one gave it to me. This power that I have, no one gave it to me. And no one gave it to no one take it away. Let's do freedom one more time. This freedom that I have, no government gave it to me. This freedom that I have, no government gave it to me. Thanks, y'all. You've been listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org.